You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 273, Scott. That's right, John, episode 273, and I'm doing some quick analysis, some quick research to see when the last time we did an episode was. 2T73. It was, of course, 2T72. Um, right. I'm trying to determine what date. What date Does that it was. matter? It does matter. Um, I guess it doesn't, because I can't read this fucking file. Hold on. Let me give it one more try. You know, I got a new laptop here, John. That's yeah. why I'm having some yeah. issues. I haven't really, um, haven't really worked with it uh, too much. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, two seventy-two. John came out March thirteenth. What's the date today? That's almost four weeks. Whoa. That we have gone without our listeners have gone without a TTN episode, but. We're back in action, John. We're watching the NCAA championship game between Michigan and Louisville. It just started, John. And I looked away for a moment. I think the score is tied 7-7. to How about that? Yeah. It's like that. Just like that. Just like that. Oh, they're showing the Fab Five. Some of the Fab Five there. Who's that? Uh, Jalen Rose is there. Where's Chris Webber? I, I saw Chris Webber show up, but he's not sitting with his Fab Five teammates. If you remember, John, the Fab Five in the 90s lost twice, once to Duke and once to North Carolina in the championship game. Fab Five, of course, Jalen Rose, Juwan Howard, Chris Weber, Jimmy King, and some other guy. I can't remember his name. I, I'm not really into basketball much. Not at all? Uh, no. Uh, you know, NBA. NBA. You like the NBA game? A little bit. <clears throat> I like them both, John. I used to, especially when you'd come over back in the uh, Bulls' heyday. Bulls' heyday, Jordan. yeah. No doubt. And you'd make fun of Patrick Ewing, and <laughs> I'd be falling on the floor laughing. <laughs> you'd, let, you'd say, yeah, I don't get really into it. I, I don't get worked up. And then you'd just be going mental, yelling at the TV. <laughs> that was just for show. <laughs> you big gorilla! Oh, I didn't say yeah. that. That's you're mixing me up with TP. Look at his nostrils. You're mixing me up with TP Tony Bonk. <laughs> Bonk. Come on. <laughs> uh oh. When Smuskus Smouskus starts hitting threes, you got to start worrying. That's oh, it. that's not him. That's Who's not that him. guy. Some white guy. <laughs> I thought it was Smuskus Smuskus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while, John. A lot has happened. Uh, we got a new pope. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, we didn't get one. Well, I guess the Catholic Church got last time. We, uh, Did we talk about yeah, the new pope? I don't remember that at all. I didn't even know who he we was. Huey. Huey was. <laughs> I didn't even know who he was. I don't even know who he is now. Some guy. To be quite frank, it's about time Louisville put Hancock in. That guy's the only one who knows what he's doing out there. I've been in bad shape, man. For yeah, so what's going on? So we're going to do a weeks show, or and more. then, uh, like, the very the only one I can remember is the very last time. You're like, yeah, uh, come on over, and then um, you weren't feeling well. and Yeah. Yeah. 
So what's going on with you, man? Uh, I just been at, I've been really nauseous, and uh, my side and back was hurting, and I just kind of blew it off. And then I went and saw the doctor, and um, you know I had the CT scan for my kidneys and shit like that. Because you so, had stones earlier, yeah. right? You had the stones. So he thought maybe I had more stones. So, but then he said, "Well, the way you're complaining about your aches and pains uh, sounds like it sounds like your gallbladder, maybe, John. So maybe uh, what we do is uh, you get you a uh, ultrasound. So I sign up for one of those, and in the meantime, uh." He took a he took a urine sample and he said there's still blood in my urine, and then he did a bunch of blood tests, and he he says did you schedule the ultrasound? And I said you know I went in on a Monday I think it was. I said yeah, but they couldn't take me till Saturday. What? He's like F-. I go well I guess you got to put stat or something on the uh, on the prescription, which means hurry up. Latin for get your ass moving. Um, so he didn't do that. So I went in that Saturday and they did the ultrasound. I was trying to get the chick, you know, to tell me what's going on, but they won't tell you. You know, I'm like, look, I'll give you twenty. I'll give you twenty bucks. Just tell me. <laughs> they're not even a, uh, is the gallbladder. They're there? not even equipped to tell you. I know, but they they see stuff. You know, yeah, they, they see, see stuff. You, you know how much those people yeah. make? Some of them aren't even nurses. Yeah, they so make like eight bucks an hour. I said, come on, give it up. You know, she's like, uh, I can't. That's why I still have my job. So uh, a couple days go by. I called the doctor. I said, hey, what's going on? He goes, uh, yeah, gallbladder looks fine. Uh, it's there. Uh, no well, that's st- good to know. No it's stones. And apparently the CT scan I had last uh, November or December or whatever it was. It was December, I think. Um, didn't reveal anything. No stones, tumors, because he did a full abdominal and pelvic. And uh, so he goes, you got to go for this HIDA scan. And basically what they do is they fill you up with uh, a nuclear isotope while they inject it into an IV. And it shoots to your liver. And there's a camera that they put. It's it's like an x-ray camera, but it's not shooting any x-rays. It's, it's just picking up the... Uh, the nuclear tracer element from the shit that they just injected in you. So you got to lay there for an hour. And uh, it was pretty cool, though. The chick brought in an iPod and a speaker and, hey, you want to listen to some Pandora? Yeah, sure. So I'm laying there for, for an hour and I'm watching my liver fill up and then I see my gallbladder fill up. And at some point, they're like, okay, you don't. There's some something about morphine. They said you might have to have morphine if it doesn't go into your gallbladder. You got to have morphine, and we, you got to have somebody pick you up. So I thought, oh, I'll call Scott because he's he's always home. He's never doing nothing. <laughs> laptop for nothing. Uh, so uh, 
I get up, take a piss, I come back and lay back down, and uh, and the guy says, "Oh, it's actually starting to move. That's good." He goes, "Okay, well, now we're going to inject an enzyme that mimics you eating a big like bucket of chicken, you know, a Kentucky Fried Chicken, a big fatty meal, and we're going to gradually squeeze it in there and." Let me know if you feel, some people feel nauseous, some people feel pain, you know. And all I felt was a little tightness in my uh, under my rib cage. That was it. And with that, I, saw, I could see stuff cruising around the next half hour laying there, cruising around into my intestines. Pretty cool uh, little science experiment. And uh, he goes, okay, you're good to go. See you later. So I left. And that was on a, um, uh, was it a Tuesday morning? And my doctor was not in the office on that Wednesday. So Thursday night, he calls me. I'm, I'm just getting ready to go to band practice. And I started feeling pretty good. I actually started feeling a little better that week. And he calls me up and he says, um, yeah, it's your gallbladder. I go, what, what do you, okay, what's, what's, what's wrong with it? He goes, well, uh, with the HIDAS scan, it basically is, it's recording how much the there's an ejection fraction that determines how much bile your gallbladder is squeezing out. Uh, and... Um, <clears throat> And by the way, if I didn't, if if this would have shown up negative, I would have had to have a camera shoved down my throat. So this is good news. Yeah, kind of in a way. Well, in, w- in the in the gallbladder does that's what it does is it 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 uh, releases bile right. right that's what its purpose is right right it collects bile from the biliary tree, uh, which is all in your liver, and it's connected to your pancreas and. The gallbladder, the biliary tree from your liver and your pancreas all combine into one tube that shoots into the transverse colon. I forget the part they call it. It's like deuterotomy or something. It squirts in there. Well, there's a hole. hole. And, and if uh, if the HIDA scan came out negative, they would have stuck this camera down my throat all the way into my stomach, down into the colon, and to look at this hole. Why wouldn't they go up through your uh, tetanus? I mean, it seems like a shorter uh, route. It's, no, it's it's much easier this way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For you, it's not supposed to be a, a date, Scott. <laughs> right. Anyway. Right. It's only a date if they use I'm lube. Gay. Remember that. Yes. I'm gay. So... Otherwise, it's a felony. If they shoot, if they, and the idea is if they, if they stick this thing in there, the camera's supposed to look at the hole. Like, let's say you had a stone lodged in there that they couldn't pick up on any of the scans. Well, they put this little, little hook down the camera hole and they can grab it and pull it out. Or it could be that the hole is perforated, it tore. So that's what's causing discomfort. Maybe you got a little leak going on there. Uh, 
but if that shows up fine, then they stick like a little uh, needle that looks like kind of the end of a needle of a football inflator needle. And then they squirt that hole filled with um, dye. And then they could look at your entire biliary tree and see if anything's blocked and what they got to do. Anyway, so I didn't have to do that because I failed the HIDA scan. And uh, the ejection fraction for normal function is like between 35 and 75%. The lowest it could be is 35. Mine's like 25. 23 to 25. I can't remember exactly what he said. So cut to the chase. What are we talking about here? So he said... Give me numbers. I don't know what numbers mean. 25% means it's not No, you don't have to tell me again. Well, you want to know. You don't know what numbers mean. I'm telling you. So what do you got to do? What do you got to do? Well, I could either uh, have it removed or he said, well, let's take a wait and see approach and see if a low-fat diet, which I don't know if I could handle that... Uh, will improve the function, which everywhere I've looked online, everybody just says, get the fucking thing removed. Um, but I don't like surgery. I don't like anybody sticking anything inside me and cutting shit up. And Surgery is a very serious intervention. I know. I know. So um, we're taking a wait and see, but I, I got a feeling it's just going to end up in having to be. Well, how removed. long is this wait and see? Is it six months? Is well, it three said, months? He said, let's wait till your next checkup, which is, I think, next month. So Okay, so what do you got to do to your diet? Uh, I just got to, I can't, you know, pound a bunch of fat. I can't. So uh, you got to eliminate fat. I can't, like, pound cheeseburgers and fries. Do you have to eliminate fat or just reduce fat? I, I don't fat? know. I don't know. Um, Dude, if somebody told me they were going to cut me open and take out my gallbladder unless I change my diet, I would eliminate fat. Are you able to do that? Yeah. Yeah, I have been. But uh, it's 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 weird because, like, um, for example, uh, Friday night, you know, I, I ate, I ate uh, let's see, what did I have? I had... Uh, I don't think I had anything but an apple and a banana for breakfast and some coffee. And then uh, for lunch, I had a salad with grilled chicken. And then uh, for dinner, I had uh, a chicken soup with uh, rice. There you have it. One day at a time, John. So that One was that was great. Day Saturday, Saturday, uh, same thing. Wake up, have a, oh, and a couple of low fat or no fat yogurts. Saturday, wake up, have a banana, uh, no fat yogurt. I think I had a pear, and then I don't think I had any lunch. I can't remember. Might have been a sandwich, turkey sandwich. And then uh, that night we went out to Harry Carey's and I had a seafood stew. Um, and everything seemed to be fine. Now, yesterday, uh, we went to a, a Japanese restaurant for lunch. And I had what I thought was going to be because they had the little, like a little insignia on there that says. That means 30% fat reduced. But I didn't order the chicken. 
fat reduced. I fucked up and ordered the shrimp, which I didn't know was going to be deep fried. And then I had the uh, <clears throat> brown rice, which is just white rice with the husk left on. And um, and it was like a sweet and sour Szechuan kind of thing. And it was del- fucking delicious. So I ate that. Uh, you know, I was fine with that. Went home. Uh, and then I saw a movie, actually. And then went home and then really didn't feel like eating anything after that. I felt kind of shitty. Starting to get a pain in my back and my side. Gallbladder. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, so today, uh, what did I have? I had, uh... I had, like, uh... An Egg McMuffin, but half a muffin. Uh, some coffee. Half a muffin? Yeah. I throw half the muffin out. <laughs> Do you cut it in half, or what? Do you, no, I no, I take the top half take of the, the muffin, top, throw you it take out. take the, the top of the... The muffin. Yeah. And then you throw that out, and then you just have the bottom half, and then the sausage and the cheese no and sausage. the egg. No, the egg, the cheese, and the uh, Oh, ham. no sausage. Ham. The ham. The ham McMuffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get oatmeal, man. And then I had a, uh, for lunch, I had a um, uh, turkey sandwich on, uh, tur- you know, Subway 6-inch turkey on whole wheat. All the veggies, just mustard. No mayo. No cheese. No no cheese. That's nice. You're like Jared. Yeah. And so, how's it going? I don't know. I, I felt like shit this morning when I woke up. Well, it takes some time. I mean, you're not going to uh, feel well overnight because you cut I, fat out. I right? have good days and bad days. <clears throat> good days and bad days. So stick with your diet. One day at a time, right? Yeah. Doctor thinks it's the stress, man, that's made this Stress happen. from what? Work. <sighs> stress from dealing with <laughs> fucking you. <laughs> this work stress. I thought... This is stressful. Hey, I understand that it was very stressful moving and doing all that stuff, but you're done, right? You're no, done. No, no, man. You got to keep coming in and saving the fucking day? Oh, that would be that's the easy part. Saving the day is not a problem. So then, what what is the stress? What's the stress? Where's that come from? I got some. We got some personnel issues, and then with this new place, we're disconnected from any of our uh, headquarter people. So I'll give you an example. Uh, One of my employees, I just got him a phone. I said, listen, I got to get this guy a phone because he, uh, our, our facility, the facility we, we work out of now is, is 10 times the size of the old building we had. So everybody spread way out. As a matter of fact, tomorrow or Wednesday, I'm going to buy a golf cart because the place is so fucking big that. To get from one end to the other, and then back to the other to to, to other parts, it's it's literally an eighth of a mile. Why not a Segway, man? That'd be cooler. <laughs> That'd be so much they're cooler. Much, they're a lot more money. Mm. And besides, they're, it's they're too dangerous to be cruising around in a warehouse. Um, this place is high speed. I, I have office people just freaking out because 
they're like, the people drive so fast out. Well, you don't go down there because that's what it is. It is a it is a very high high volume facility. I mean, it's pumping shit out of there left and right. So, you know, it's got like 36 dock doors. It's it's a big big place. A lot of shit's going on. Dock doors. Yeah. Not dock tours. Dock doors. Right. Very good. Not dock I was tours. confused. Yeah. For a moment. It's easy for you to be. That big fucking 35 inch laptop you got. Like a fucking TV you fold in half. So, you know, so anyway, uh, the place is huge. So I get this guy a phone and he gets it in February. Well, I had to take it away from him today. Why? Well, he was averaging 6,000 texts a month. Holy shit. <laughs> 6,000. Thousand? Yeah. How is that even possible? Let me do some math. I'm going to do some math. I'm not supposed to talk about it, but even though, but nobody <laughs> knows where I work, so. Well, uh, it, it's is not that off hours too. It, yeah, it's okay, not. It's, it's not completely correct. All right. um, what do you mean? <laughs> not completely. You're bullshitting me. Well, it wasn't no, six thousand. I asked for the. Was it six thousand? I asked for the bill. 6000 a month. Yeah, I asked for the bill because I wanted to I wanted to see what the fuck is going on, you know. What time? I mean, is he just sitting at his it's impossible that he's just sitting at his desk texting all day cuz the area that he works in there's a lot of um activity that goes on that cannot go on without his supervision. Uh, there's just no way. So I finally did get the report, and what I realized is that the phone company charged for an outgoing and an incoming, so one and one. So they charge you for both. So it's really three thousand if you think about oh, it. It's only three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's better. So here's the thing. So I'm looking at it, and I I look it over. I'm like, oh, during the day from you know seven a.m. till four, there's like ten texts. But from four till two thirty in the morning, <laughs> there's like two hundred texts a day. <laughs> yeah, that's like. Um Doing some quick math here. I don't know if I'm correct or not. That's like five texts an hour for the entire month. Like every hour of the day. Right. Right. But that that's a stupid way to average it. It I is mean, a stupid way to average it. The facts are is that it wasn't like that. It was more like 20 texts an hour from 4 to 2 in the morning. Four to two in the morning yeah. is what ten hours, so two hundred text, right? In that time, yeah, that's what I, I was right. just telling yeah. you. So not at work, yeah, not at work. Maybe it was work related. No, it wasn't work related, but um, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was a little out of hand. So you know, I I got it was it wasn't that big of a deal. Got it handled. I thought it was going to be. The guy was actually kind of relieved. He went and bought an iPhone. Um, so he was like, yeah, fine. I knew I was going to fuck something up with this damn phone. And, you know, we just don't have a policy. Like, when I got my phone, there was this big, 
you felt like your dad just handed you the keys to the car. You know, it was the whole Miyagi moment. You get 400 texts. That's all there is. Or blah, 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 blah. If you go over that, you get an email. And that was years ago. That was like four year, four or five years ago. Now it's like, here's your phone. Don't break it. <laughs> that's that's how, that's it. So, um, but, you know, I, I just got a lot of uh, shit to do, you know. Um, uh, I'm having trouble writing some queries that I got to do to measure performance of this company that's doing uh, the outsource for us. Um, uh, you know, it's just it's just a lot of shit. It's it's, it's hectic. I've been putting in a shitload of hours. Too many hours. Yeah, it's starting to calm down though. Um, you know, the people that are taking over the service actually are starting to understand a lot of the ins and outs of of the process. We brought over a lot of people from my company to work for that company, so. Um, there's a lot of that uh, knowledge sharing going on, and so it's starting to work out. It's starting to work its way out. It's working out. All right, so give me a drop-dead date. When do you make the decision, take the gallbladder out of me, or, hey, I changed my diet, everything's great? When does that happen? I don't know. When I, if I, Well, I, I see what you're saying. So, like, give it, uh, I'm giving it, like, four weeks. Four Four weeks. That's it? What does your doctor say? I don't give a shit what he says. So you're going to give it four weeks. So after four weeks, you change your diet, but you still feel, like, nauseous and... Yeah, it's gone. It's out. You're saying just get get it the fuck out. Yeah. Because the problem is it could get worse. It could get gangrene and... Gangrene? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. You could get all kinds of issues. So wait a minute, you're going to make that decision, not the doctor? No, no, I'm not going to make that decision. I'm going to walk in and say, look, I've had enough. Look, Let's listen. Go. Get this I've had fucking enough thing of this. out of me. It could be tomorrow, I cheat. I want to eat a tub of yeah. lard. Get this out of me. No, Scott, my problem isn't eating fat food. My problem is eating highly refined carbohydrates. I, I eat, like, when I eat... Uh, hold on, hold on. Did your doctor say, cut out highly refined carbohydrates, or did he say, no, cut out fat? No, he did not say that, but that's what makes me fat. <laughs> I'm a big bread, pasta... No, no, no. it's very easy. Cereal, very sugar easy. eater. You yeah. burn more than you eat, and you don't, really don't have to worry about what you eat. That's it. Calories. Yeah, I understand that. What about beer? I drink what a about lot it? of beer. You drink a lot of beer. There's well, then a lot you of work calories of beer. All I'm saying is you you move your body to work yeah, off yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you okay, take in. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I get that. I got it. All right? All what, right. Is, what is this, an intervention now? It, it kind of is, I guess, because I got a story, John. I'm going to tell you about my story. Are you ready for my story, John? <laughs> Let me have a couple more drinks Alright John I've talked about this before I have this uh, uh, Android app You can get it on the iPad Or iPod My fitness pal Right on 
I've been using this thing for nine months, and yeah. I have a milestone that I yeah. can announce in 273. Is this episode 273? That's right. That's yeah. what you said. I've lost 40 pounds. Wow. I know. You look gaunt. You look kind of terrible, actually. I look terrible. You do. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I thought you weren't feeling well. Maybe you had a lot of diarrhea. Well, when you first met me, you thought I was powder. Yeah. And you thought I was a cancer victim. Right. Um, all right. So, really? You think I look too gaunt? You look a little thin. I look up too yeah. thin, is what you're saying. Yeah. I look too thin. Well, I'm used to a, you know, a very silverback looking. manly. <laughs> a very, a very um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's only because you haven't seen me in a while. Yeah. Because it's shocking. It is. How but cut, that's great, cut to shreds man. I am. I'm happy for How you. How cut to shreds I am, John. I'm happy for you. Phil uh, even sent me a link to a uh, a, a video um, about calorie restrictive diets and the benefits of. Um, uh, they're finding out new things about restricting calories, especially with fasting, and how it uh, can help uh, reduce memory loss. It doesn't work for me. I no. still have tremendous memory loss. <laughs> but, well, it might be too late. So here are the keys to my success, John. So before I was married, I was very active. I never had to worry about what I ate because I was so active. And then you get married, you have kids, and it's hard to be active. So my kids are older now, and I have an opportunity to to be more active. And part of that is my son is a swimmer. Yeah. So we get to go swimming together. And that was a big part of it. But in addition to that, it was keeping track of what I was eating. Because when I was younger, I didn't realize how active I was. So for, let me give you a typical day in a younger well, how Scott's old were life. You? How old are you then? Um, this is anywhere from high school up until I got married. Yeah, well, you've seen my pictures back then. It was the same thing. Well, but up I until I was play thirty-two, basketball and saw. Well, I played softball, but I didn't play basketball and uh, and yeah. Run, but I did other things, like I was run. a uh, marathoner, a yeah, triathloner. Uh, so I, I did a whole bunch of shit that, and I ate double whoppers and I uh, ate all that. I would eat fries. Half of a large Lou Malnati's deep dish Smoke pizza, a bong, and, and then not eat even some more. Right. So, but the key, I guess, I learned is that as you get older, your metabolism <laughs> slows speech. down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out, and you got to start keeping track of this yeah. shit. What you're putting in your face, yeah. So this calorie counter helped me do that. Because I was, I, what I used to be is a big snacker, right? So I'd have my three meals a day, and I'd be pretty conservative. Every once in a while, I'd go overboard. But I was always jamming M and M's in yeah. my mouth, or a I know Kit is this Kat for here, everybody and a Twix. Is this here. for everybody here? Let me eat your wife's fries. Boy, am I hungry! <laughs> Are these candies for right everybody? Right on, John. Right on. But this helped me to to identify yeah. that, hey. You, you got to cut that shit out. You got to yeah. stop doing that. 
So I got everything under control, and um, here's my fear now. My fear now is I'm so used to this behavior of looking at this calorie counter and seeing what my average daily intake is and going under that. Yeah. That when I do reach the weight I want to be, which is about five pounds away, that I'm not going to be able to do that. That I'm gonna that I'm gonna keep. Um, oh, aren't you just comfortable the way you are? Why are you so obsessed with being 17 again? It's not about being 17 again. Well, well maybe it is. What is it? Because I joined the I'm uh, master swimmer you, now. You are definitely going through a midlife crisis right now. You think so? Yeah, I think I am too. I think I. we both are. Mine is just different. It's... Depression, whereas yours is a I'm goal excited. to be 17. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm having fun, and I get to buy new clothes, and I'm cut to shreds, John. So it's a, it's a, little, it's a lot different. It's a tremendous amount yeah. different. Have you seen uh, Joe's brother, our first guest on the show, Joe, his brother, who was 315, lost 115 pounds? I did see him um, at the VVX at the Displains yeah. Theater. That he's was like been, months ago. Oh, yeah, he's way skinnier than that. He's lost 115 pounds he's i think he uses my fitness pal or one of those uh he's been using it on his iphone since it's pretty funny too because like he'll be pounding a big sloppy greasy taco with like shit just falling out of it and i'm like dude i thought you were doing the my fitness pal thing and counting your goes yeah this is 900 calories I still got 150 to go. I could have a couple cookies, and I'm done for the night. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? I could just eat a big pot of lard as long as it stays within 2,000 calories a day. That's right. Well, and the other thing that helped me is uh, like a year ago or more than a year ago, my wife did this uh, liquid diet for a week. Yeah. And she let me try some of it, and it was like drinking fucking... Uh, if you put grass in yeah, a blender, it was just awful. Yeah, I read that it'll cause gallstones. Oh, it's, oh that's <laughs> that's what happened to her. Anyway, uh, in support of that, to support her, yeah, I did. I didn't do anything but drink chocolate milk for a week. <laughs> and what it showed me was I had the discipline to not eat yeah. solid food for a week. So if I could not eat solid food for a week, when I was doing my calorie counter, and I would. Maybe I would eat too much for breakfast and too much for lunch, and I'd be at my limit. And I'd be like, shit, I can't eat anything for dinner. That's okay. I know I can do this because I didn't eat fucking anything for seven fucking days. Yeah. So having that experience and the confidence to know that, hey, I can skip a meal here and there to meet my daily caloric intake. Yeah, I get it, man. But I'm an addict, too. It's a different thing. I understand. I'm addicted to... So that's, uh, well, and, and so I'm thinking uh, about this. You're addicted to food. Yeah, to the bad food, the worst. Well, here's the thing, the observation Candy I Candy corn! <laughs> Nobody talks about food like you talk about food. Yeah. I mean, you t- when you talk about... Uh, when you like find fucking, something... <laughs> I, can f- when I you- fuck food with my mouth. That's exactly right. When you find a plate of food that you like, whatever it is, and the way you talk about it, I eat like a dog. (laughs) You see how dogs are? They just (laughs) they'll just keep eating. Yeah, you're right. I I don't know what advice to offer you because I it was I got to do what you do, discipline, 
It's about the discipline. It's a behavior. It's one day at a time. I have to change my behavior. Right. It's not a diet. This is a no, lifestyle fucking I change. That. Lifestyle change. And you got to get more active. Yeah. Whatever that is. I got that. They tell you they put a health club in my. Uh, it's literally. Yeah, you told one me one door past the restroom. I went in it. I'll take a picture of it. You will not believe how nice this fucking thing is. It's nice. Here's what but I would they recommend. won't let us use it yet. What do you mean? Uh, it's it's just for the employees of the building, I and see. we rent an I office. See. Very good. So eventually, we'll get it. The owner of the company is always on my case, and um, the guy I work with, he's an ex MMA uh, fighter. Did I tell you that story? Yeah, you did. He stopped because he punched some guy's face in. Yes. <laughs> he's like, I can't work like that. I'm going to have him train me, man. I'm going MMA. So wait a minute. If you if you have um, if you can get into this facility, what is your what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, I would lift weights. I'm not a um, or an, an incumbent bicycle. Incumbent. What yeah. does that mean? It's where you kind of like uh, you're not you're sitting, but the pedals are in front of you, oh, not right, directly right, yeah. below you. Right. I dig that. All right, so build some muscle mass because you get a bigger engine, you burn more calories. But you got to do something uh, like this incumbent bike. Yeah. The incumbent bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anaerobic, anaerobic. You got you got to do that. Hey, shut the fuck up, all right? Dude, what else? You got anything to talk about that's funny that's on the it. podcast? All right. So, all Just right, pick on, on John Day. It's not pick what on John this? Day. I'm trying to get you straight, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's straighten you out now. My wife's trying to get me straight. She's she's trying to get me to quit my job. Well, that's a you know she I've been telling you that for problem. four years. That's my the problem. I is said the work. get a resume together, highlight your SAP logistics stuff, and be a consultant. You'd make three times as much money, and you'd have much less fucking stress. <laughs> I've been telling you that for four years, yeah. dude. I know. And if you needed to gather requirements, I'd help you with that. Requirements? Requirements. Oh, look, there's a picture of Scott with his cock. What? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what are you looking Walk at? Walking to a glob. I'm like, what's up? I got a big cock. That's oh, that great. was funny, isn't it? I showed that to everybody at work, so you probably never get a job <laughs> at my place. You guys couldn't afford me. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, John. Basketball. We're watching the NCAA halftime. Oh, I we think. we could afford you. They just wouldn't pay you. That's the way it works. Oh, is that the way it works? Oh, the money's there. I would it's wait just, for my paycheck. You could just wait forever. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, not we'd halftime. We'd like to put yet. you on 120 days payment terms. Okay. Again, Hancock came to play. He's the only one on Louisville that came to play. Almost halftime. Louisville, or uh, uh, Michigan's up by nine. So I have some basketball stories, John. I was on a men's league. You know that, right? Yeah. So the season is over, John. It's How did over. you get out of men's league? <laughs> That's a good one, John. So anyway, I'm playing with these guys, and um, we got to win these two games to make the playoffs. But I had tweaked my groin 
and I was no in no condition to play, and I was at risk at injuring myself again. But we had two games in one night, and if we didn't win these two games, we wouldn't make the playoffs. So I sat on the bench for like the first 10 minutes, and we went down 16. And they kept looking at me, are you going to play, are you going to play? I'm like, all right, I'll play. So I had the fortunate opportunity to get in the game, have a good game, turn the game around, we won that game. Whoa. Then we waited an hour, and we played another game, and I didn't have to play that game. Because we were never in a position to, uh, we never were down, we were always up, but they did put me in the final five minutes because I'm a good free throw shooter and it became a free throw shooting contest. Right? Right. So we go out afterwards. We won these two games. Both of them, actually, we came from behind. uh, One from 16, uh, one from just like six points, but it was never, you know, a big deal. So we go out afterwards, and we're having a great time. We're drinking beer. We're like, hey, we made the playoffs. It's fucking great. And this guy on our team, his wife, took video of the game. Oh, this Hancock, he came to play. I'm telling you. Hancock <laughs> MVP. Hey, hey so, short, te- <laughs> short attention span. Let's go. So uh, I've never seen myself play basketball, Ever. I've never yeah. seen it, but I have a perception of what I look like when I play basketball. My perception is I look like fucking Michael Jordan, right? Except I'm white and <laughs> <laughs> So this guy's like, "Hey man, you got to check out this video." So he gives me his uh smartphone or whatever the fuck it was, and I push play, and I I'm, I'm watching this. I'm watching myself for the first time. Uh, in the history, I've never seen myself play basketball. And I look like the biggest fucking douchebag <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> so the, the, the pass goes to me in the, in the, one of the corners and I pass it back. And then I kind of, I lumber like Kevin McHale <laughs> to the other side of the court. And then they swing the ball to me. And you swing on a vine and with I, your big <laughs> simian arms. Well, hold on. I shoot this three pointer, right? <laughs> And then we're down at 16 at this point. So this is my Charge! This is the first three-pointer I make. So I shoot my three-pointer and I look uh, there's no other way to describe it, John. I look gay. I look unbelievably queer. I look like the biggest flamer that's and I'm like, "What is this?" So the guy says, "Hey, I we got some I'm video. You got to see this." And I'm I'm like, "Wow, that's I'm so fucking gay. cool. I've never seen myself play. I can't wait to see this." I'm 30 gay. seconds later, I'm the most depressed person on the planet because <laughs> I think when I play, I look like Michael Jordan, but I look like the biggest douche oh, on the planet. On. Well, hold on. So I thought about this. I, I mean, it, it consumed me, John. What is going on? All right. So I got a couple of excuses. One is I had a groin injury. All right. So mm. that's why I'm <laughs> that's why I'm not as quick as... Uh, right. I should be. Number two, the shot I take. It's like, um, usually when I play, there's somebody in my face, and I got to shoot over them. I got to jump. I got to I gotta fade away, and I got to shoot. There was nobody around me. I get the ball. We're down 16, and it was like one of those things where I had to make sure it was fucking going in the, the hoop, right? <laughs> so my body English to get that ball in the hoop is unbelievably queer. Um but I have excuses. Yeah. I have excuses. Uh-huh. Right. So that's why I wanted to call Deirdre tonight, because if of anybody, she's the person who's seen me play the most, and ask her one simple question. 
Who do I remind her of, or who did I remind her of when she would watch me play? Was it Kevin McHale? TP. <laughs> Was it TP? <laughs> so, uh, go ahead, and Louisville takes the lead. Hancock, oh, I think he made... Oh, that's a big one right there. Ba-bam! Three three-pointers. Luke Hancock, MVP. I'm Whoa, telling you right you now. see that dish? <laughs> I did. So, uh, uh, when, yeah. you, when you do see her, you need to ask her that All question. Right. Hey, you used to watch Scott play basketball a lot. When he played, <laughs> who did he remind you of when he played? I want to know. I need to know. Because um, it was really... It was really depressing for me for a while until I came up with these excuses. <laughs> and I'll try to get the video and I'll post it to our Total Talk Nonsense page so you can all see uh, what I'm talking about here. She's going to say, uh, <laughs> when I ask her that, what does Scott remind you of when he plays <laughs> basketball? When I think of Scott... I think of a hole framed by an ass. Really? No, I'm sorry. Come on, man. I don't know. Is that what she said before in the past? No. no I, what? Come on. Really? No. No. All right. Well, you're going to start to throw me. up a little when I say your name. <laughs> Other than that, everything's right. okay. Well, then don't even ask her. Just I'll ask, here, her. ask her this. Ask her, hey, can we call you next show? Yeah. And, and Scott has some questions for you. Don't even tell her what it is. So we'll, well, get, we'll call uh, Zach and get permission first, and then he can hand the phone to her. All right. Whatever we need to he's do. he's funny. What do you mean he's funny? He's funny. He's one of the funniest guests we've ever had. He is. He's, he's been on the show, what? Yeah. Two times or three times? Two or three, yeah. Yeah. Docking. Who docks? Yeah, who docks? Docking? Come on! Who docks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um... All right, so let me move on. So we make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So we're the four-seeded team. We're playing the number one-seeded team. And I still have this groin, this nagging groin <laughs> thing. I fall out, John. I've never fallen out in my oh life. Oh, my God. You fucking I f- hack. <laughs> Church! <laughs> I fouled out. With a minute left, we were down I by you two. You almost killed a Filipino with your big I did. lug head. Fouled out. Charge! Down to a minute to go. We ended up losing by four. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. We'll be back next year. That's great, man. You know, Joe, our first guest on the show. Yes. He, uh... He's like the most uncoordinated basketball player, baseball player, golfer, you name it. But he gets the ball in the hoop. He hits the ball. He pitches. He's into the strike zone. Uh, and he, he can beat me at golf. And my son, describing him teeing up to hit the ball, says... Hey, Dad, it looks like Uncle Joe is teabagging. <laughs> what do you mean? What? what? First what of all, how does me? your son know that That's term? That's what I said. And we're how does that go- relate to teeing up to a ball? I don't know, but the way he bends his <laughs> knees and like kind of does this up and down crouching. Uh, I said, son, oh, oh, where, where'd you hear this teabagging? Oh, we do it all the time in Call of Duty. What? What? Yeah, what? when a guy's laying there dead, we we teabag over his face. And I'm thinking, 
Does he know what he's saying? He I don't think he understands it. <laughs> what it means exactly. Yeah, Keaton showed us. Did you ask him in more detail? No, no. So you didn't even go there? No, I, I you just, didn't want to. I said it to my wife, and she almost drove her golf cart into the lake. <laughs> what? <laughs> you see? And you let him play those games? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's a teenager. What? Come on, seriously? If that's all he's saying is teabagging with all the kids on the playground. And I mean, the shit he tells me about what, how these kids talk. And I'm thinking, did we talk like that? I don't know about you, but I did. Uh, were you laying down the F word as an oh, adjective, yeah. noun, and verb? Like in when I was five. Yeah. Because I hung out with my cousin who was 10 and his friends 10 to 12. So, yeah, I was five, man. I had to hold up my end of the bargain. You wow. know what I'm saying? I had to be one of the dudes. Yeah, I don't think I was uh, that bad, but. Well, and then when. So, when I did tell this one guy, Bill, he was like 11. I'm like, fuck you. I'm five. Fuck you, dude. Hey, man, you don't even know what that means. Yeah, I do. Fuck you. Yeah, what does it mean? What does it mean? And I'm thinking to myself, I really don't know what that means. Uh, what does that mean? I have no exactly. idea. But I just kept, I kept telling him, fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's a great voice. And then he said, you know what it means? It means when you stick your cock in a girl's pussy in her vagina and you fuck her. That's what it means. And I I remember it was a, it was a, a really shocking moment for me. I'm like, that can't be true. That cannot be true. What he just told me. I'm going to do what with my what? That cannot be true. Mom. <laughs> so I was using it properly as a noun, yeah. an adjective, as an adverb. Proper grammatical structure. But I had no idea what it really meant. And no when I idea. found out what it really meant, I was blown away, man. Blown away. I couldn't believe that that was true. I, I asked my mom when I was real little what sprim was. <laughs> hey, what's sprim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How little? What are we talking about? Uh, I don't here? know. Eight. Eight? Yeah. Well, dude, I was in junior high. What's sprim? I think it was in seventh grade. And everybody was running around saying that so-and-so, I can't even remember the guy, didn't know what cum was. Can you believe he doesn't know what cum is? What a dumb, what a fucking dumbass. Can you believe that? And I'm like, no, I can't believe that. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck are they talking about? What is cum? I don't know what cum is. (laughs) Yeah, see? That's how you learn. Yeah, you learn that way. By deceiving. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. He's so dumb, that guy. Doesn't know what it means. How dare he not know what that means? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I feel nauseous. Right now? Yeah. Do we need to end the show? No, no. All right, so John. Uh, so I lost these 40 pounds. I've been running. I've been swimming, playing a lot of basketball. And here's what I'm signing up for. I'm signed up for the Kalamazoo Half Marathon. I'm signed up for the Chicago Rock and Something Half Marathon, the Lake Geneva Triathlon, and I'm thinking about the Pleasant Prairie Triathlon. How about that? Whoa. Whoa! Not only that, oh shit, tonight's the last night and I forgot to sign up for the state meet for the Masters there, John. 
The Masters, the swimming. The Masters swimming. I forgot to sign up, and today is the last day. I wonder if they go till midnight. I would think so. Yeah. So maybe I'll have a chance to do that. Also, John, April 26th, save the date, Friday. Yeah, May 25th. What's May 25th? Gig at PS Pub. PS Pub. With Modern Elixir. Mod- Where's that PS Pub? <laughs> you helped Rody. What are you talking about? At PS Pub? Yeah. The bar with the liquor store attached to it. Oh, yeah. That place is so cool, yeah. man. All right. So what's the date on that? May 25th. That's, May uh, yeah, probably in Eagle River. Twenty. Why would I be there? Uh, uh, Labor Day weekend. <laughs> what yeah, the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm not going there. Why would I go there? I go there July 4th. Oh, man. right. So you need help? You need help? Rodian? Yeah. I'll help you with that. Yeah. May 20... Is that a Friday, Saturday? I missed it. Saturday. Saturday, May 25th. Sa- I'm writing this down right now. I'm going to put that on the calendar at home. That uh, May 25th, Saturday, I will be at PS Pub seeing Modern Elixir. Yeah. How about that? No doubt. Oh... Charles Barkley's going crazy. I gotta tell you, terrible, terrible. T- what did they say? I said, I don't know if I could keep Trey Burke on the bench that long because I think you're gonna need him in this game and the National Player of the Year to be in sync more than what you need Albright. And then all of a sudden, when you watch what happened in the, in the game, you saw Albright go crazy. But as he crazy. Hits says we're not going anywhere we're coming right back at you you get a foul call they went bullshit six, then you push Kenny again. Smith you don't know what the a, fuck you're talking about you one's for Luke Hancock Louisville wouldn't be in this game and then all of a sudden they stay in the game so I felt that they would stay in the game Greg and I they thought terrible 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 here's what I observed John Louisville makes layups. Michigan State making three-pointers. Yeah. They cannot sustain three-pointers. Well, they could, but it'd be the probability is low. So they got to figure out. Michigan's got to figure out something else. Uh, it's 38-37 right. at halftime. The of sustaining the three-point is, yeah. And if there's any point guard you can trust, it's the National Player of the Year. Louisville, I've said it before, they're the best in the country. We could get sued by CBS right now. Why? Because we're airing this. Yeah, but we're... um, Oh, we're commentating. Yeah, we're commentating on it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair use. Fair use. I want to listen. I want to hear... Charles Barkley talk about (laughs) they cannot sustain three-pointers. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. terrible. Have you seen the Barkley commercials with the underwear? Are they awful? They're just so awful. I mean, Charles Barkley just being himself is a hundred times more entertaining than those commercials. And what really aggravates me is the people that said this was a good idea, and they scripted this, and they filmed it, and they're making millions of fucking dollars for this dumbass idea that doesn't work. The execution is awful. That's what pisses me off. It's just terrible, terrible. It is terrible. Terrible, terrible. Come on. Let's hear Barkley talk again. We missed it. God damn it. 
right, shut the hell up. Here's what it's going to come down to, and I think Michigan has the edge here. Is Michigan plays... They've shown that they played well on a big stage. Louisville has not. Yeah. Only Luke Hancock has stepped up for Louisville. Somebody else from Louisville has to step up. Somebody. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I thought both teams fell in love with the jump shot. The guy who gets Mitch McGarry going, he's the guy to me in the second half. He didn't touch the ball at all. I thought Spike played terrific, but I thought they went away from Mitch McGarry. And for Michigan to hold on to this game, they got to start pounding the ball inside more. And the same thing with Louisville. If they can score, that could be I love Barkley, I completely agree with his assessment about Mitch McGarry. they got to get the ball into that guy. So, I remember going to Arizona one time, and you're like, yeah, give me a Phoenix... Uh, Phoenix. Uh, what's the team there? Suns. 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 Phoenix, Phoenix Suns jersey. All right. So this was a great year for me. Uh, back when you asked me to do this, I, I work was going great. It was very busy. We just installed a new uh, warehouse management system. It was all fucked up. Uh, the president was calling me. I was I was in the bathroom during a movie when the president of our company called me, wanted me to go out to dinner with some people. We get out of the theater, and we go right to, uh, I, I said, look, before we run back to the house and meet these people for dinner, we got to stop and get Scott a jersey. You were watching my dog at the time. Right on. So I get this jersey. I bring it home. I'm all excited. I got Scott a jersey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, oh, thanks, man. Uh, Barkley. Uh, okay, thanks. No, it wasn't Appreciate Barkley. That. Yeah, it, it was. was. The jersey was too small. I'm ripped no. to fucking shreds, no, man. No, it wasn't. It was I Barkley. I couldn't even get it over my head. That's a lie. I called you for the size, and you're like, and I give it to you, and you're like, oh, uh, Barkley. Okay. You don't like Barkley? Well... No, it's fine. It's good. Wait till I tell you what I do with your dog. Uh, you know, he ran away. He almost died. I to this day it hurts still. Why does it hurt? I still have the jersey, I gave man. You the jersey and a bong. <laughs> I don't have the bong. I still have the jersey. Years ago, many, many moons. Many, ago. Many, many years moons. ago. Certain things you have to give up when you get married, John. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can. Keep the Barkley jersey, get rid of the bone. <laughs> Make a vase out of it. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, like I was saying, uh, you don't have to look bad to play good, uh, play well. Right. But my perception is what was, I was devastated. Because uh, at a minimum, I thought I looked like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Teabag and Joe. He's a mean ass golf swing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I let him borrow. I, I got it. I tell you that story about how we do this golf outing. And I think I've asked you to go a couple of times, but you blew it off. Marty puts together this golf outing every year at Sugar Creek. It's a pretty nice. 
um, golf course. And um, the last time we went, it was like 175 degrees outside, 200% humidity. Uh, and I thought I was mid panic attack on like the third hole. I thought I was going to fucking die. And uh, I just pounded a bunch of water. And Joe even was like, dude, are you all right, man? What what the fuck's going on? Uh, but I'm like, I'm going to fuck this. I'm going to play it out. And then after the water and everything, I was fine. Um, but he does this golf outing every year. Uh, it's me and my wife. I think the kids come to... Yeah, my that's my son was with there. Joe's son, Jason, Marty's son, uh, Marty, uh, Reverend Weed, um, Phil, Phil Golf, uh, Zach, Deirdre, um, I think Marty's ex-wife, his brother. I mean, it's a lot of it's it's a bunch of people. He's he's got a tea time there, so he sets it all up. You got to go to one of them. They're they're a lot of fun. You got a date this year? Uh, I don't know. I I'll check with them. It's usually in July around their birthday, so maybe that's why you didn't go because it might have been you might have been in, out of town. But um, uh, yeah. What was I going to say? I don't remember. I don't know. We're talking about Joe teabagging. Yeah, well, on the that golf was that was when Joe was teabagging. But uh, you'll have to come. It's 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 pretty cool. It's um it's a lot of fun. I don't even remember where I was going with this. See, you know, short term memory and this damn bourbon. Yeah, I poured too much as well. Is it bourbon? Yeah, that. that yeah, yeah. Bourbon River right? or Eagle River? <laughs> Eagle Rare, man. Eagle Rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your memory is fried, dude. <laughs> it's an empty stomach, man. The last <laughs> food I had was a, a turkey sandwich at lunch. <laughs> Just right, got home. See any good movies, John? We've been out for three or four uh, weeks. I got to tell you, I've seen a couple of movies. I've seen, uh, I saw Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Paranorman. Aren't they the same movie? No. No. Era Norman? Yes. Paranorman. Yeah. Uh, Frank and Weenie is by uh, Tim Burton. I saw. I also saw uh, Sound City, the... the uh, documentary. Documentary. Yeah. Rockumentary, if you will. Yeah, and G.I. Joe Retaliation. I got to tell you, Frank and Weenie was very cool. It's black and white. It's... Uh, it's that stop motion animation. It's 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 kind of creepy. Stop motion like uh, Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph it's, and uh, Santa Claus. Yeah, coming it's very. Down. It's kind of creepy. Um, it. Uh, <clears throat> oh, let's see. It's it's really dark. Actually, this kid he's got this dog that he loves. I mean. He's kind of a, a geek. Uh, he makes his own little films, and kids pick on him. And uh, he, he does his own thing, whatever. So uh, he has his dog that he does everything with, and this dog gets hit by a car and dies, and he brings it back to life like Frankenstein. His parents are, well, his name is Frankenstein, I believe. <laughs> his last name. Uh 
and he brings it back to life, and uh, it's kind of a sad movie because at some point the town's pe- it's it's the Frankenstein movie or story, but with a dog. And my kids were into it at first, but then my daughter was bawling her eyes out during the movie. Uh, And I said, listen, we're going to watch two movies tonight. We're going to watch that and Paranorman, because we didn't see them when they were in the theaters back in October. So we watched that. It was really good. And uh, But I got to say, then we watched Paranorman, and dude... You want to talk about... Now, I had to look it up because I could not believe that Paranorman was also stop-motion animated. I couldn't believe it because it just looked too much like uh, a CGI Pixar. It was too perfect. So I did a little research on this movie. And it turns out that they used a 3D color printer. You know what those are? Yes, John. I know what those are. A 3D color printer, which is something nowadays they're all worried about because people could make gun parts out of them and recreate a a Glock or whatever or a, or a full-on AR-15. Um, and uh, they used a 3D printer to make all the facial expressions and... I got to tell you, this thing is a fucking work of art. Now, we should have rented it and watched it in 3D because we have a 3D television upstairs, and I got to tell you, it's it's so cool, this 3D TV. Uh, it's hard to watch because normally when you go to a theater, the screen is so big, it, it fills your peripheral vision as well. When you watch a 3D television uh, on your wall... We we have a fifty five inch I think I I just put up. Um, it's like looking into a window or out a window rather. Um, and it, and at some point like you lose this f- like weird I lose this weird frame of reference. Stuff seems like it's coming out of the screen literally. Like a window, like uh, like a football would be thrown through a window, and you catch it. it. It's surreal. So I wished we had watched this in 3D as it was meant to be seen, like it was shot in the, for the theaters. But without the 3D, it is just as good. I I, I want to watch it again because it, it's so fucking good. Uh. And the story is really is really good too. It's a, it's about a kid that can see people, uh, see dead people rather, and he befriends this little fat guy, and he gets picked on and stuff. And uh, it turns out that uh, there's some pretty good adult humor in it. Um, but it turns out that uh, with his powers, he, he this town is cursed. For what it did way in the past uh, against witches, you know, it's like a Salem town, and um, and he has to right some wrongs of of in order for the the uh, town to be uh, to remove this curse that this town has. Uh, but it, it's a really cool story. It's really interesting visually. Uh, I thought it was awesome. And uh, I would definitely give it... uh, I mean, both movies were really cool. But one was just... 
One was very dark and very Tim Burton-y, and, and I, I really liked it a lot. But this one just blew me away. It was a great encore to watching one that made my kids totally upset. Uh, but uh, when we're talking about both of them, I would say uh, three out of four Spiny Normans for Frank and Weenie, and four, I'm sorry, three and a half out of four for Paranorman. I'll have to check those out, John. Yeah. Yes. And then the other one you saw, Sound City, that's the... Uh, yeah, the documentary about Sound City, which is directed by Dave Grohl. Um, what's so great, man, I got to tell you, uh, my wife and I watched it Saturday night, and I didn't think she was going to be into it. You know, I, to me... I, I'm into these documentary things. I watched the Eagles documentary just recently, and that was fucking very moving. Uh, which you can see. I, I don't know if you have Showtime. I believe it's on Showtime, Scott, so you can check that out. Okay. But uh, Sound City, we rented it, and um, it's basically about this the history of the Sound City Studios in Los Angeles. I, I can't remember exactly when in the seventies, but in the seventies they um, they opened up the studio. It, the studio was there, and it got taken over by some corporation. And the corporate and the guy who was in charge of it said, "Look, I, I'm kind of interested in this. Let's make something out of it." So. They spent a bunch of dough. They spent like seventy six grand to get a Nevi console, this uh, famous, um, like sound engineer. I can't even remember his full name. I'm trying to find it. I feel terrible. I don't know this guy. Well, anyway, the Nevi console was just it just had this sound, and it, they said it was all about the drums. The drums that this thing could make, uh, it, it was just unbelievable. So crisp, it was so real, so live. And there was only so many sold in the world, and they spent a shitload of money to have this Nevi console, so they put it in there. Now, this studio was a fucking dump. I mean, it was a complete dump, right? Right. But all the big names uh, played there. Um, it started out. It started out with. Um, I want to say it started out with Buckingham Knicks, which was Stevie Nicks' first band, but that's not true. Uh, according to the disco- discography that comes out of there, it was uh, Spirit was the first band, then Neil Young in 1970, Dr. John, and then Buckingham Knicks. And Buckingham Knicks, you know, Stevie Knicks, of course, went became, you know, Fleetwood Mac, and then Fleetwood Mac, and then you got all these bands, Evil Knievel even recorded there, Elton John, Bachman Turner Overdrive, Bill Cosby. Uh, Bill Cosby? Yeah. Uh, Grateful Dead, Ario Speedwagon, Cheap Trick, Heaven Tonight. They recorded that there in in 78. Walter Egan, Foreigner, Tom Petty, Pat Benatar, Rick Springfield, who won a shitload of Grammys. And the place was just a shithole carpeting on the wall. 
you could piss in the corner, nobody would care. But at some point, they just kind of fell off the map. And the digital age came in, and everybody was, the CD and all that was popular. And then out of nowhere comes this band, Nirvana. And they end up recording there. Now, this place is about to go bankrupt. People can't even, they can't even pay their employees. And here comes Nirvana. And they record Nevermind at Sound City. And all of a sudden, here Sound City is back on the map. Because everybody wants to record, they hear that sound. And they want to record live at Sound City. Now, at Sound City, they did it a little different. Well, let me ask you this, John. Yeah. I guess the question I have is, it's really... You said it was a shithole, it was a dump, and they had equipment. Yeah. But is it the equipment in the room, or is it the producer? I would think it's the producer that that creates the sound. Well, it depends. Uh, a producer in movies is usually the person in charge of the budget and all that shit. But in, but in uh, music, yeah, the producer helps the band find their sweet spot. Uh, a producer's kind of a real dick. He's in there in your face all the time. Another take, another take, another take. Um, the engineer captures the audio, but the producer is the one that tries to get the best out of the artist and says, this kind of sounds good, that doesn't sound so good. But yeah, it is. it is the room too. They had a room there the drum room, they called it, that the whole band would get in. And it was just this big room that they luckily had that was next door that they ended up buying and renting or whatever that they used for the drums. And it, it just it just sounded really great. And that's where, uh, like, a Butch Vig comes in and he captures that raw sound of Nirvana and but yeah you're right it's the producer the producer really has a lot to do with it but it was the equipment too i mean it had a lot to do with that board that board just brought they said yeah you could do guitars this way or that way you could put a mic here you could put a mic there but it still sounds like the amp and the guitar drums are a whole different thing it's all about the room and the mixer and because it's analog into tape you can really push that uh, that level you can really max it out. You can distort it. And it still sounds fucking kick ass. And never and the and the album never mind put them back on the map. Brought them back from bankruptcy, and then everybody started recording there again. Uh, but then the digital age with the uh, Pro Tools and all this shit. Now you can record shit at home. Uh, that kind of changed it all again, and uh, then they finally had to close their doors, and uh, they went bankrupt. What's cool, though, is Dave Grohl buys the Nevi board, the console, the desk, if you will, and puts it in his own studio. And he records a bunch of tunes with some of the ex-players from uh, from the days of of the uh, of when uh, Sound City was was in business. Mm-hmm. So he's got like uh, Tom Petty and and 
uh, Fogarty and uh, um, there's a lot of interviews with everybody. Neil Young, everyone. Um, he's got Stevie Nicks. He's got Rick Springfield on a song, which I could not believe this was Rick Springfield. Now, you remember him. Je- uh, he did uh, uh, Jesse's Girl, mm-hmm. right? Of course. Here, here's here's Rick Springfield playing with Dave Grohl on drums and a couple other of the musicians from the Foo Fighters. Check this out. about that huh nice it's pretty cool isn't it i'm mm-hmm. sorry Grohl's not playing drums it's uh taylor hawking but uh but Grohl does play drums on a couple of the tracks and uh it's cool i mean some of these tunes are really really awesome uh and what they did was they paul mccartney is on does one too and and towards the end of the film they show these guys jamming together and actually writing the song as they go along. So they're working it out. They're, I got an idea. This whole thing was like Rick Springfield walks in and goes, I got a riff. Let's work on this. And they do the riff, and then they work the song around the riff. Same thing with uh, Paul McCartney. He walks in. I got this riff. Let's Can we try this? And then he just starts mumbling stuff into the microphone and then he comes up with the lyric like he just gets the melody down saying whatever into the microphone and uh and that was really cool too i was like what the fuck this is paul mccartney Anyway, make a long story short, I was f- crying like a baby by this crying. Time. Oh yeah, crying. Oh, like happy, happy cr- tears. The, tears of joy. It was such a moving documentary, uh, very inspirational. 
showing you how they they basically walk through every step of how they they used to make a record back in those days and and then how Nirvana walked in and made the record like they used to make records and then all these other bands like Slipknot and a Rage Against the Machine and all them walked in and Trent Reznor he comes in and you know he he's a more of an electronic guy but he's a classically trained musician who ended up using the electronics as an instrument um but they did the same thing with him they just kind of jammed it out came up with some tunes uh, the guy from Queens of the Stone Age I can't remember his name it escapes spit it out man <laughs> it, it escapes me <laughs> but uh I can't wait I'm buying it now I rented it it's it's a purchase of mine it's gonna be because I gotta watch it again. It's really cool, man. I mean, you you experienced for a little time what it was like to record. It's it's it could be the most boring process, isn't it? Once you get in there, you jam the tune, and then you decide: Do I do overdubs? Was it a good take? Cool. If it's not, you can punch in. Uh, and then it's just overdubs and vocals, and that part's the boring part. But the actual putting it together and being in the room. Doing the gig, the, doing the song with the headphones on, laying down the foundation for the tune mm-hmm. is how they used to do it. And and back in those days, the whole band would be in there, and they'd have to all get it right. And Jimmy Iovine, they got video footage of him with long fucking hair, where he's now on American Idol and owns like all of the music industry. You know those Beats by Dre and those Beats. Justin Bieber headphones and shit. Mm-hmm. He owns all that. Uh, they show him back then with long hair. Now he's bald and uh, bossing the shit around uh, of bands. Like tell him, do it again. You suck. You call that a drum beat? What the fuck was that? <laughs> and uh, Dave Grohl had to play with. He explained how he played with a click track for the first time ever on. For the song Lithium Never played with a click track before But he had to because it kept speeding the tune up It was cool I mean the insights It's just like Those guys were us Scott They were us We were the same The same. It's just our passion wasn't like as deep as theirs We ended up taking different paths And they jumped in a van And drove somewhere And smelled like shit And ate like shit and shit in gas stations for months on end to pursue their dream. And look at him. Well, look at one. He's blew his head off. The rest of the guys, though, did okay. 19 years ago, John. Yeah. 19 years ago. Yeah. Pretty cool. Very, th- very cool movie. Well, I think about that sometimes. So, uh, yeah, it has to be your passion. It can't be a hobby. And you have to be willing to give up everything, like relationships, yeah. like um, everything. And we just had other shit going on, yep. right? And it wasn't that important to us. Not as important as these guys. Or the stories about Guns N' Roses, when those guys got together. They had fucking nothing else going on. If they no. didn't make it in music, uh, who knows what happened to those guys. And Dave Grohl, you know, I, I mean, the guy... 
never took a lesson in his life. And, uh, you know, guitar, drums, bass, vocals, writes songs, plays piano. He's, he's like a prodigy. He's like a freak. He's a fucking freak. Um, and I am a huge fan. Huge fan. So huge I'm, fan. I'm assuming you give this four out of four. Spiny Norman Sean. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it a, I'd give it a lot. Four uh, out of four. I'd say four out of four. Yeah. How about that? Well, I saw I, Did I ever loan you that documentary? Or Which did you one? see that documentary about uh, the Foo Fighters? No. Oh, I got that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta hook me up. Got it right here, back and forth. Watch I saw some movies, John. What'd I you saw see? the Zero Dark Thirty there. Zero Dark Thirty. I haven't seen that yet. Was gonna watch that. It's all right. It's good. It's long. Um, it's interesting. Uh, makes you think. Uh, I liked it. I'd give it uh, three out of four. Yeah. And then uh, I saw what else? I saw Lincoln there, John. Lincoln. You oh, see Lincoln yeah. yet? No, not yet. Not That's yet. a really long movie. System So, go ahead. What, do you, what, what, what am happened? I supposed to explain? <laughs> I just noticed out of the blue that the pause uh, is pause symbol was on the recorder, on the Arcos. It was paused for some reason. I don't know how. you could. I was talking during that whole time, and it was paused. I don't know what happened. Uh, so we're missing about, I don't know, what are we missing? About a half hour of the at show? At least at 45 least, plus minutes. Uh, no. Yeah. Come on. You think so? Oh, yeah. 45 minutes? Yeah, maybe you're right. 45 minutes of the show got chopped off. It was the best part of the show, too, John. Uh, I No <laughs> doubt, man. But Phil did not show up. No, must, yeah, uh, Phil didn't show. It's a good thing he didn't. Times. Can you believe if Phil showed up and... You che- <laughs> <laughs> and we just, We'd hey, have to call him back after over. After four weeks, you finally show you up. You mind your own fuckhole! And John yeah. didn't record it. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, so... so uh, that worked out. Uh, sorry, folks. Paging Dr. Faggot! Yeah, we uh, uh, <laughs> fucked up. Oh. We? Yeah. What do you yeah. mean we, well, I, didn't, I didn't touch anything! <laughs> You heard me talking? I did. I heard you talking. There, it yeah. just shut off again. What's going on here? It's going. It's still going. It's still so, going. Uh, folks, sorry. The show got cut off after uh, an hour and 20 minutes or so. Uh, technical difficulties. I have no idea what the fuck we were talking about. Movies. We were talking about movies. We got to mine and... Um, and then you were going to read something about uh, Roger Ebert. Yeah, we did our Roger Ebert tribute, and John. I read an excerpt of the book uh, "Every Day Is an Atheist Holiday" by um, Penn Jillette, which I highly recommend. And uh, we talked about Ebert's movies, some movies that he 
um, didn't like. Yeah. And Scott's very irritated with me right now. I can I'm tell. not. Yes, he's very upset. <laughs> I didn't touch anything. Did you hear me touch anything? We're talking, and I was a and that was it. Hello? Hello. What? what? Yeah, See, right I can on. tell you're not- really, <laughs> you're so disappointed. No, I shut my I, computer down, and it says, please do not power you, off and unplug your machine installing seven of 12 updates. What the I'm hell? Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just distracted by my I new laptop. I'm so sorry. I couldn't I'm apologize more. I'm sorry. Okay, okay asshole. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> All right. We didn't do science. Yeah, we didn't get to science or celebrity. No Justin Bieber is in celebrity. Uh, well, no you science. cut it short. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That is one big pile of shit. Yeah. No that is doubt. one big pile of shit. All right, John, so Louisville wins the national championship. They beat Michigan. My wife called it. It's in her bracket. It's in her bracket. Yeah. Yeah, these guys I play basketball with, we go out and we have beers, and, and they're all talking about brackets, and they said, hey, so how's your bracket doing? And I said, well, I didn't fill one out. And they looked at me like I was a fucking alien. <laughs> like, who is this asshole? Who is we, this guy when it's uncoordinated We let shot. him play on our team and he doesn't even fill out a bracket? Who is this asshole with the gay three-point shot? <laughs> yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to find I that video. I can't wait to see the video it. on YouTube and say, is this the gayest shot ever? <laughs> it's so gay. It's unbelievably gay. But I have a reason for that. What? Nobody was covering me. We were uh, down 16. I had to make sure that it went in. So I used all of my body English to make gayness. sure. All of my gayness. Usually Very I'm nice. fading away with a nice little kick out. Uh, right. I'm a la, like a Dwayne Wade. You know, that's what I usually yes. look like. <laughs> that's what I've convinced myself. Kick out. The jump, fadeaway jumper. Yeah. 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 Fadeaway jumper. Nice. Very Nice. I heard I heard some audio from it. They were paging yes. you. Were they? Paging Dr. Faggot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it uh, for this week. Uh, 273, John. Yeah. Comes too close. Hey, you're going to be available next week. That's yeah. the important question. Oh, absolutely. Are we going to be able man. to string two of these things together? That's yeah. what I want to know. Right on. Yeah. My health pending, I guess. <clears throat> It's just a nausea, you know. It, it it's distracting. So you know, and I think about I this. Better. I think about you know the the missed recording that we did. Yeah. And I'm like, well, should we talk about it next week? No. Why bother? <laughs> so then, when I ask myself that question, it's like, well, why do we even do this anymore? Oh, <laughs> why see, bother? This is how disappointed you get. I I know. I, I can't. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know how to make it better unless we run two recorders at the same time. Why bother, sure. John? I mean, who cares? Who cares about what? So we missed an hour. Yeah. Am I gonna? Are we gonna talk about anything that we missed next week? No. No. I'm saying. You're saying why bother? So like, why bother? Do the show. Well, I'm yeah. I'm extrapolating. I'm I'm then comparing yeah. it. Let's say you didn't record the entire fucking yeah. show. Would we say any of the stuff we said today next week? No, no. because current events and you know. Right. Well, I guess we would. We'd have to say, okay, we've been gone for five weeks now. 
<laughs> no, we'd do it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we would. Yeah. Oh, just like that. Yeah. Just like that. We used to. We used to have passion, Scott, when we did this show. <laughs> we used to do bits for crying bits out loud. People would come over, and uh, we had lights and everything. Right on. I had my TV tray with my laptop. Remember those days? I remember that. All right. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. It's all right. I'll get over it. I don't know what happened. I Did it sound like I touched anything? No. I was playing with a DVD. There's got to be something wrong with my thing. I think when I plugged in the power because it was down to one bar on the battery... I don't know. I shocked it or something. I've, I've, I've been shocking things lately. You know what? It's dry. It's very dry. All right, then. Is that all for this week? That's all I got, all right. John. All right, well, that's it for this week. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. Actual talk nonsense.